Development Process Development is a multidimensional process characterized by the increase in real capital income of a country over a long period of time. The economy is transformed from a backward economy to a modern advanced industrial economy. Development strategy refers to the policy measures taken by a planning authority aimed at the achievement of given development goals aims objectives during a given time. Or it is a broad policy guideline initiated and followed by a country in formulation and executing long-term economic policies for the development of the nation. NB, economic policy refers to a statement of objectives and methods of achieving those objectives by the government, political party and business community. Choice of development strategy. This is defined as a search or an appraisal of an alternative course of action which leads to the development of the economy. Development strategies for developing countries. Export promotion industrial development strategy. Outward-looking industrial development strategy. Export promotion industrial development strategy, refers to an industrial strategy of promoting the domestic manufacturing sector with a view to increasing the export of manufactured goods. Or, is the policy of establishing industries to produce goods for the export market. Reasons for the adoption of the export promotion strategy of industries development. To increase the country's foreign exchange earnings and this build up the reserves. This is due to the increased exportation manufactured products. To improve on the country's balance of payments position. This is mainly due to the increased foreign exchange earnings from the increased export. To diversify the economy. This is due to the promotion of the industrial sector which increased the variety of goods produced and exported. To facilitate the use of idle potentials, domestic resources, of the country. This is because of the utilization of local resources as inputs in the manufacturing industries that are set up. To create more employment. This is due to the setting up of many manufacturing industries that employ many people as machine operators and managers leading to increase in incomes. To promote commercialization of the economy. This is because of the encouragement of production for sale. To redistribute income in the economy. This is due to the numerous employment opportunities that are a source of income to many people. To develop the agricultural sector, Uganda being an agro-based economy. This is due to the linkages created by the development of the manufacturing sector that utilizes inputs from the agricultural sector. To diversify foreign markets. This is due to the expansion of exports necessitating the acquisition of a variety of markets for the existing products. To encourage development of technology. This is because most of the manufacturing industries are owned by foreigners who bring with them modern efficient production techniques leading to high quality and quantity output. To accelerate economic growth. This is because most of the establishment of many industries that results into increased output hence economic growth. To facilitate the development of infrastructure. This is due to the setting up of roads and energy facilities. The roads are set up ease transportation of raw materials and finished products. Requirements for Export Promotion Strategy Skilled manpower Adequate raw materials Extensive advertisement abroad Transport and energy facilities Trade agreements to create guaranteed markets Export Promotion Institution Extensive research to identify products needed in external markets Fiscal incentives to the export sector like tax holidays and subsidies Large entrepreneurial class to undertake risks in the development of the export promotion industries. Questions A. Explain the objectives for export promotion in your country. B. 
What are the limitations to export promotion as a development strategy? C. Distinguish between export promotion and import substitution industrial development strategies. D. Explain the merits of adopting the export promotion strategy of industrialization. Limitations to export promotion as a development strategy. Factors that limit adoption of export promotion strategy in my country are Poor infrastructure like poor roads discourages potential investors from establishing industries for fear of high production costs involved. Limited skills. There is limited skilled manpower like machine operators, technicians, to be employed in the industries. Limited foreign market due to low quality products that cannot compete favorably in foreign markets. This discourages producers for fear of making high level of corruption. This results in the misuse of the funds that would have been used for the expansion of the manufacturing industries. Political instability scare away potential investors from establishing industries and the existing ones from expanding theirs for fear of destroying them and losing their lives. Inadequate capital to buy land, machinery and inputs to be used in the establishment and running of the industries. Poor land tenure system limits accessibility to land to many potential investors thus discouraging them from establishing industries and also discouraging the existing investors from expanding theirs. Protectionist policies of the developed countries. They put restrictions on the exports from developing countries thereby limiting the amount exported hence discouraging them from exporting for fear of making losses. Limited local natural resources. There are limited raw materials which discourage potential investors to establish industries and existing ones to expand theirs for fear of producing at excess capacity and failing to earn high profits. Poor technology in the developing countries discourages potential investors from establishing industries for fear of producing low-quality products which cannot compete in foreign markets. Limited entrepreneurial skills hinder the would-be investors to establish industries because they do not have the necessary skills to run and manage them. This results in poor organization of other factors of production hence limited development of export-related industries. Firms are usually high-cost producers hence their products are relatively expensive. The strategy is limited by the expense of exports due to the high costs of production which make the exports uncompetitive in foreign markets, and this discourages investors from producing for export for fear of making losses. Production of similar products hence cannot utilize developing countries' markets. There are limited markets for the exports of developing countries because they produce similar products which cannot be absorbed. High costs of advertising, market research and research into better products and processes scare off the potential investors. Measures being taken to improve the performance of the export promotion strategy. Giving fiscal incentives to exporters like tax relief and refund, customs drawback. Sending delegations of trade researchers to foreign markets or countries giving credit facilities to investors, improvement of infrastructure, setting up export promotion institutions, joining regional cooperations, encouraging diversification of exports, carrying out extensive sales promotion campaigns in foreign markets, import substitution industrial development strategy, inward-looking development strategy, import substitution industrial development strategy, refers to a strategy of producing internally the formerly imported industrial goods to reduce outflow of foreign exchange. Or, refers to measures aimed at establishing industries to produce locally, goods that were formerly imported. NB The inward-looking development strategy calls for policies that stress economic self-reliance on the part of developing countries. 
These include development of indigenous appropriate technology and imposition of substantial protective tariff barriers in order to promote import substitution. Requirements of the Import Substitution Strategy Raw Materials Skilled Manpower Adequate Market Developed Transport Facilities Adequate Power Energy to Run the Industries Incentives like Tax Holidays Credit Facilities Tax rebates etc. Protectionism of the import substitution industries by imposing high tariffs on imported manufactured goods. Reduction of taxes on imported raw materials. Reasons for the adoption of the import substitution strategy of industrial development. To reduce economic dependence. Import substitution industrialization aims at reducing the reliance on imported manufactured goods. To save foreign exchange that would be used to import goods. Import substitution industrialization aims at reducing foreign exchange expenditure on imported manufactured goods. To facilitate increased resource utilization. Import substitution industrialization aims at facilitating resource utilization. This is due to increased production in the industries and high demand for raw materials by the industries. To develop the local skills. Import substitution industrialization aims at promoting the development of local labor skills. This is through training facilities provided by the industries to enable labor handle modern physical capital. To create more employment opportunities. Import substitution industrialization aims at providing gainful employment opportunities to an ever-increasing labor force. This is due to increased investment and production in the industries. To improve the balance of payment position. Import substitution industrialization aims at correcting the BOP position. This is done through reduction in the volume of imported manufactured goods and increase in foreign exchange earnings from exports in the long run. To facilitate technological transfer. Import substitution industrialization aims at enabling the shifting of new and better techniques of production by the foreign investors. This is due to the high use of efficient capital-intensive technology in the import substitution industries. To accelerate economic growth. Import substitution industrialization aims at stimulating investment. The increased investment leads to increased output production in the industries hence economic growth. To stimulate expansion of infrastructure. Import substitution aims at encouraging the development of infrastructure like energy plants to avail power and the road network to increase access to raw materials and areas of market for finished goods. To encourage capital inflow as foreign investors are attracted to set up such industries. Import substitution industrialization aims at attracting foreign investors to take on the large industries. To increase government revenue by way of taxation. Import substitution industrialization aims at increasing sources of public income through payment of taxes and license payments. To control, check imported inflation. Import substitution industrialization aims at ensuring stable prices in the economy by increasing production of formerly imported products from inflationary prone economies. To earn foreign exchange as some of these industries grow and begin to export some of the goods they produce. Merits of Import Substitution Helps in Saving Scarce Foreign Exchange The strategy saves scarce foreign exchange resources available by restricting expenditure on imported products. Reduces economic dependence. The strategy leads to production of goods that were formerly imported which results in reduced importation of manufactured goods hence reducing external dependence. Encourages exploitation of idle resources. More domestic resources are exploited as some of the industries use the locally available raw materials in the production process. 
provides greater employment opportunities in the long run. This is because the strategy has more forward and backward linkages and facilitates the use of labor-intensive techniques of production. Improves balance of payments, BOP, position. The strategy facilitates the setting up of industries that produce many goods that were formerly imported thus reducing importation and expenditure abroad. Facilitates technological transfer from more developed countries, MDCs. Efficient modern technology is imported which leads to the improvement of the local technology leading to increased productivity. Stimulates growth of the industrial, manufacturing sector. This is because of the increased backward and forward linkages which enable the setting up of many industries. Promotes development of local skills through training. The strategy enables the organization of workshops and seminars for the training of workers to operate and repair machines which results in improvement of skills. Promotes infrastructural development. The strategy encourages the construction of roads and rails to ease the transportation of raw materials and finished products. Controls imported inflation, reduces imported inflation. The strategy helps to control imported inflation by reducing the volume of imports from inflation-prone economies. Encourages entrepreneurial development. The strategy facilitates the development of local entrepreneurs who undertake to bear risks and uncertainties through organization of other factors of production. Encourages capital inflow in form of foreign private investments. The strategy facilitates the transfer of productive resources by foreign investors into the economies of developing countries leading to increased foreign exchange. Leads to foreign exchange earnings in the long run. In the long run, the strategy is outward paying and source of foreign exchange through exportation of the surplus products. Acts as a wider source of government revenue because it has more linkages and hence more economic activities which are taxed to raise income for recurrent and development expenditure. Promotes economic growth. The strategy fosters internal growth of the economy through increasing the quantity of consumer goods available. Demerits of import substitution. Encourages capital flight through profit and income repatriation. The strategy promotes excessive capital outflows since most of the industries are owned by foreigners. Subjects nationals to highly priced goods due to high costs of production. The strategy leads to high domestic prices due to high production costs leading to low standards of living. Limited variety of goods hence falling standards of living. There is limited variety of goods on the market because of protectionism which limits entry of imports. Consumption of poor quality goods slash inferior substitutes due to continued government's protection which limits competition. Encourages high use of imported capital and intermediate goods causing balance of payments, BOP, problems as a result of increased import expenditure. Tends to encourage capital-intensive techniques resulting into technological unemployment whereby people are replaced by machines in the production process. Promotes monopoly tendencies with all the negative effects due to protectionism that limits competition from imported goods. Increased wastage of resources due to limited market. These industries produce are Excess capacity due to limited market resulting in wastage of resources. Overprotectionism may lead to retaliation which reduces the volume of trade. Increased rural-urban migration with its evils since many of the industries are urban-based. Many people move to urban areas to look for jobs leading to high crime rates, congestion, prostitution and development of slums. Results in a decline in government revenue due to a fall in import duty resulting from reduced importation. Increased government expenditure on subsidizing the industries to encourage them to grow. 
high social costs like pollution because of many industries that are established eve off gases and release industrial waste which pollute the environment. Management contracts are usually expensive to maintain for example tax holidays and concessions given. This reduces the net benefits of the investments in import substitution industries especially by foreigners. Limitations to import substitution as a development strategy. Small domestic markets hinder the expansion and growth of import substitution industries due to poor quality goods and the final product being more expensive than the imported goods. The investors are thus discouraged from establishing and expanding industries for fear of making losses. High-cost industries because of protectionism. The industries put a lot of pressure on the government to protect them from foreign competition through government providing subsidies and tax holidays. Shortage of inputs or raw materials hence the need for imported intermediate products. The limited supply of basic raw materials leads to production at excess capacity. This discourages investors to establish the industries and existing ones to expand because of getting low profits. Limited capital for establishing the industries. There is limited capital to buy raw materials and install new machinery thus making it difficult to set up industries. Limited technology. Developing countries have poor technology which limits the establishment of efficient import substitution industries. Limited skills to manage these industries. There is limited skilled manpower in developing countries which results in inefficiency in the operation of import substitution industries. Political instability. Political unrest in some parts of developing countries has hampered successful operation of import substitution industries by scaring the investors from injecting capital for fear of their lives and property. Setting up of wrong industries due to poor choice of priorities. The industries set up are inefficient and cannot be maintained, for example, the foreign investors set up assembling plants for final stages of production, which industries are not a priority for the developing countries. Dependency on unreliable sources of foreign aid to finance the establishment and maintenance of the import substitution industries. This strategy requires high capital investment that may necessitate foreign aid which in most cases is unreliable. Demonstration effect in consumption which is reflected in high marginal propensity to import. Consumers in developing countries prefer imported goods to those locally produced goods which further limits the market. Review questions. 1. To what extent is the inward-looking industrial development strategy ideal for your country? 2. A. Explain the rationale of setting up import substitution industries in your country. B. What are the limitations of import substitution as a development strategy? Choice of technique of production and industry. 1. Labor-intensive techniques of production, 1-pound technology. 2. Capital-intensive techniques of production, 1,000-pound technology. 3. Intermediate technology. 4. Appropriate technology. NB technology basically refers to the ways or methods of carrying out production in industry. Developing countries need to make a wise choice between capital-intensive and labor-intensive techniques of production. The choice of technique to be used depends on the following factors. The degree of availability of the technique. The size of market to be served by the technique of production. The amount of output required. The benefits from the technique. The efficiency of the technique. The dangers associated with the technique. The cost of the technique in relation to the prices of the final output. The degree of substitutability of the method of production. Labor-intensive techniques of production 1-pound technology. 
These are production methods that employ relatively more labor than other rectors, especially capital. This production technique uses proportionately more labor than capital. It is referred to as a one-pound technology or a capital-saving technology. It is called a capital-saving technology because it saves capital but it uses more units of labor. It is also called a one-pound technology because it is cheaper and associated with low skills. Merits of labor-intensive techniques of production in developing countries It is a source of employment in developing countries which experience high rates of unemployment. It creates more jobs in developing countries where there is redundant labor force. For example labor-intense methods help to create more jobs for people in the agricultural sector. It is cheap and easily affordable. It is cheaper to obtain and maintain when compared to the capital-intensive techniques which are expensive to acquire. This is a bigger advantage in developing countries which have limited capital resources. It saves foreign exchange which would otherwise be used to import capital machines. This is because there is use of locally made simple tools hence there is no need of spending foreign currency to buy capital machines from other countries. It requires limited skills. The technique does not require complex skills because many people learn on the job. This fits well in developing countries where there is shortage of highly trained manpower. It facilitates the exploitation of vast rural potential since the techniques are mainly rural, based. These techniques promote resource utilization in the rural areas through activities like farming, bricklaying, making mats, carpentry etc. This reduces excess capacity in the rural areas. Facilitates fair income distribution. More people are employed when labor-intensive techniques of production are used. Income is earned by the employed people and this helps to redistribute income. It is needed in agriculture where human judgment is paramount. Activities like harvesting ripe coffee beans, weeding of crops such as beans, maize, millet etc. call for human judgment. Therefore, such activities require manual workers i.e. labor-intensive techniques of production. It reduces social costs in form of pollution. This method of production is not associated with activities that easily pollute the environment, that is, it is environmentally friendly unlike the use of capital-intensive methods in industries that give rise to negative externalities like air and water pollution. Controls over exploitation of resources. It does not result into excessive use of resources especially in the short, run. Irrational use of resources is avoided. As more people are employed, incomes and aggregate demand rise hence encouraging further investment. It can easily be spread all over the country and this helps to increase output. As output rises, higher rates of economic growth, GDP are attained. As more people are employed, incomes and aggregate demand rise hence encouraging further investment. Demerits of labor-intensive techniques of production It results into low output levels, low productivity. Due to use of rudimentary tools and limited skills in production, there is low output per un of labor. This low productivity leads to slow growth of firms. It gives rise to low quality output. Production units that use labor-intensive techniques produce low-quality products. Such low-quality products are less competitive and they are sold at low prices on the market. This causes losses to producers. It is associated with labor unrest. Trade unions can mobilize the dissatisfied workers to go on strike. The employers have no alternative since they depend on this labor. Strikes lead to loss of production time hence causing losses to producers. It is costly in the long run. In the long run, it becomes costly to maintain a big number of workers, laborers in terms of paying wages, catering for their accommodation, 
medical care, feeding, transport allowances etc. It calls for a lot of supervision of workers at their workplace. These results into heavy supervision costs because there is need to employ supervisors to be in charge of the workers. It does not encourage skills development. Since there is use of rudimentary tools in production, workers may not undergo training to acquire skills of using them. This kills the drive to acquire better skills in production. It does not encourage technological development. It is associated with limited innovations and creativity. The methods of production are not improved upon and remain more or less the same over time. This limits technological development. It results into underutilization of resources. Due to its low productivity, some resources remain unexploited. Excess capacity arises and this causes low rates of economic growth. Low GDP. It is slow and time-consuming. This arises from use of manual laborers who take more time to accomplish tasks. Therefore, more time is taken before goods are put on the market. A producer may miss some immediate opportunity to sell goods to those who need them yet they are not available on the market. It is hard to produce standardized output using this technique of production. It is hard to have products of uniform size, appearance and quality when producers use labor-intensive techniques of production. Capital-intensive techniques of production, 1,000 pounds technology or labor-saving techniques of production. Capital-intensive technology is a production method which employs relatively proportionately, more capital than other factors of production, especially labor. This production technique employs a big proportion of capital relative to labor ice other factors. It is alternatively termed as a labor-saving technique of production. The term is used because it uses less units of labor and more units of capital. Since the technique is expensive and it involves hiring highly trained manpower, it is referred to as the 1,000 pounds technology. Advantages of capital-intensive techniques of production Leads to high quality of output. As firms use capital-intensive methods, the quality of products improves. Such high-quality commodities command a wider market. Producers are able to earn higher profits which are an incentive for increased production. It saves time and it is less tiresome. The use of machines reduces on loss of reduction time in industrial firms. Machines simplify work and this reduces fatigue. Economies of scale are enjoyed due to large-scale production. It leads to mass production slash it increases output. The level of productivity increases when capital-intensive techniques of production are employed. More output is generated hence a higher level of economic growth slash GDP is attained. It minimizes the size of the wage bill paid to labor. It uses fewer laborers and consequently there is a reduction in the amount of money paid to workers in form of wages. It improves the skills of workers hence increased labor efficiency. Workers who handle machines are able to acquire skills from time to time, for example, some technicians learn skills of handling machines via on-job training. Improvement in skills creates efficiency at work. It results into technological development and transfer. As a result of innovations and inventions, firms that are capital-intensive gradually improve on local methods of production. At the same time there is technological transfer in form of imported machines like tractors and other industrial implements. It minimizes or reduces on labor unrest. Less manual workers are employed in capital-intensive production units. Therefore, the possibility of labor unrest in form of strikes is reduced. It facilitates better, optimum, and increased exploitation of resources. Capital-intensive machines are applied in farming and in extracting minerals from their natural state, endowment. 
This enhances use of resources and excess capacity is avoided. It facilitates development of infrastructure. Capital-intensive machines such as heavy tractors are used in road construction thereby helping in setting up basic infrastructure that supports further production. Leads to standardization of output. By using machines during production, it is possible to make products of standard-slash-same size, quality shape etc. e.g. if a bakery uses machines to cut dough into uniform sizes, loaves of bread of standard size are produced. It may promote employment in the long run. Many capital-intensive industries are set up and they provide jobs to machine operators or technicians and professional engineers. As these firms expand, investment levels rise thereby creating more jobs in the long run. Demerits, negative implications of capital-intensive techniques of production. It is associated with technological unemployment. The use of machines in production units reduces the size of the manual workers. Tasks which could have been handled by manual laborers are executed by machines. This causes technological unemployment. It worsens income inequality. It creates an income gap between those employed in the labor-intensive firms, these earn low incomes, and those employed in capital-intensive firms, like engineers who earn higher incomes due their professional skills. It is associated with mass production which may lead to wastage especially where the market is small. This results into losses to the producers thereby limiting further investment. It requires complex skills which may not be readily available in developing countries. Many developing countries experience shortages of trained engineers and technicians who can competently handle machines in production firms. These countries resort to use of expatriates who are expensive to maintain and at the same time external resource dependence is worsened. It is mostly afforded by foreign firms whose owners repatriate profits to their mother countries. This causes a small multiplier effect in developing countries. It is associated with high costs. Heavy costs are incurred on purchase machines and related spare parts, repair and maintenance, salaries to machine operators etc. These heavy costs reduce the profits of producers. Over-exploitation of natural resources which leads to resource depletion is bound to occur. By employing machines in the harvesting of timber from forests, there is a danger of depleting forests as a resource, there is reforestation. It generates social costs slash negative externalities to the public or society. Machines used in industries cause noise pollution. Dangerous gases are also emitted from industrial machines thereby causing air pollution. These social zests reduce people's welfare. Machines are not applicable in certain tasks or activities where human judgment is required slash vital. A task such as marking handwritten examinations calls for personal human judgment of the examiner and a line is not applicable. Harvesting of ripe coffee beans and vanilla also for human judgment hence rendering machines irrelevant. Limitations of adopting capital-intensive technology. Limited funds, stock of capital to purchase machines repair them and maintain them. Limited labor skills to operate and repair the machinery. Small, limited markets for the technology and products i.e. the small markets cannot support mass production. Inappropriate where human judgment is required. Underdeveloped, poor conditions of infrastructure like poor roads to transport the machines. Political instability whereby investors are not willing to install their machines for fear of being destroyed. Conservatism, Cultural rigidities whereby people are not willing to use machines and prefer to use their traditional production techniques. Poor land tenure system that cannot support production on a large scale. Low level of inventions and innovations due to limited research capacity. 
limited entrepreneurial ability whereby there are few people with ability and skills to use and manage the modern technology. For topography, for example, hilly areas or rugged terrain that does not allow use of machines in production. For accountability or corruption leading to misuse of funds meant for the purchase of the technology. Circumstances where capital-intensive techniques can be applied in spite of abundant labor. The abundancy of labor does not mean that labor should always be used. There are situations that necessitate the use of capital-intensive techniques. These include Where capital-intensive equipment is given to developing countries as a donation or grant, the abundant labor will not be utilized. Where labor is abundant but lacks the necessary skills, capital-intensive techniques will be used. Where there is need to produce high-quality products required in international markets, capital-intensive techniques are preferred. Where the entrepreneur wants to acquire high levels of efficiency and productivity, capital-intensive techniques are preferred to labor-intensive. Where there is need for continuity in production process, capital-intensive techniques will be used since the abundant labor may disrupt production through strikes. Where labor is abundant but expensive in the long run in terms of feeding, accommodation etc. yet capital is artificially cheap due to the lowering of taxes or the equipment by the government. This encourages the entrepreneur to use capital-intensive techniques rather than labor which is abundant. Where there is need to encourage technological development and transfer, capital-intensive techniques are preferred, for example, foreign investors are more used to capital than labor. Where there is need to save time and produce output at a faster rate, capital-intensive techniques are preferred compared to the abundant labor that is slow and time-consuming. Where there is need to produce standardized output in order to promote economic growth, capital-intensive techniques will be applied leaving the abundant labor unemployed. Where there is need to maximally utilize the local resources, capital-intensive techniques are preferred compared to the abundant labor which may result into excess capacity if applied. A summary of the impact of labor-intensive and capital-intensive techniques. Labor-intensive technology is the method of production which uses more labor relative to other factors of production especially capital. Impact of using labor-intensive techniques. Positive impact. Provision of employment opportunities. Facilitated fairer income distribution. Encouraged use of locally available resources. Widened tax base. Controlled social costs like noise and pollution. Help to control excessive resource exploitation. Saved foreign exchange that would be paid to expatriates. Help to spread development because can be adopted in all regions of the country. Encouraged investment due to increased demand. Easily adapted since there are limited skills and requires low skills. Negative impact. Constrained productivity in the economy. Low quality output produced. Resulted into resource underutilization s low in producing goods. Hard to standardize output. High costs of providing amenities and wages. Stifled skills development. Labor unrest in for of strikes. Stunted technological development. Limited infrastructural development. Hampered firms enjoying economies of scale due to low output levels. Capital-intensive technology are production methods that employ relatively dash, re-capital than other factors especially labor. Impact of capital-intensive technology. Positive impact. Facilitated optimal resource utilization, this is because the exploitation of available potentials is made possible as marginal land is put to use. Led to production of better quality goods. 
led to production of higher output hence economic growth. Reduced labor unrest. Enhanced labor efficiency through training. Encouraged technological transfer and development through encouraging research and innovations. Led to the development of infrastructure. This is by facilitating and initiating mad construction to increase access. It is time-saving in that it has promoted efficiency in production as it is faster than labor using techniques. Acts as a basis for industrial development. Diversification of production is made possible. Led to reduced-slash-lower costs in the long run because of low-wage bill. Led to development of labor skills. Led to standardization of output. In the long run offers employment. Negative impact. Led to technological unemployment. Worsened the problem of income inequality. Resulted into over-exploitation or resources thus quick resource exhaustion or depletion. Requires a lot of capital to purchase and maintain. May not apply in all areas or sectors for example it cannot be used in production of goods that require human judgments like tea and coffee. Led to high social costs like pollution and environmental degradation. Led to rural-urban migration and its negative effects. Resulted in problems of profit repatriation because of foreign ownership. It is costly in the short run. Led to mass production and thus wastage where market is small. Technology. Technology refers to the knowledge of how to produce goods. Technology development. Technology development is a process of introducing, initiating and improving of the indigenous techniques of production. Technology transfer. Technology transfer is the shifting or movement of new and efficient production techniques from one economy to another mainly form developed economies to less developed economies. Merits of technology transfer. Leads to increased productivity of labor leading to greater output. Facilitates exploitation of resources. The introduction of better machines helps to exploit resources that would have remained idle. Leads to new and better quality products leading to high standards of living. Leads to development of labor skills. Labor acquires skills through training to use the new efficient machines. Leads to increased growth of the industrial sector. The new and efficient production techniques lead to establishment of more and more industries leading to the growth of the industrial sector. Facilitates infrastructural development. There is increased construction of roads which enables easy transportation of finished products and raw materials leading to increased output. Leads to reduced wage bill in those affected firms as less labor is used. Leads to social and cultural transformation leading to economic growth and development. Promotes improved relations between countries hence increasing the volume of trade. Leads to production of standard output because goods pass through the same production process. Demerits of technology transfer. Leads to technology dependence and its associated negative effects like importation of capital-intensive technology which is not appropriate to the economy. Leads to mass production which is not suitable for the small markets hence wastage of resources. It is expensive or costly to employ for it requires highly skilled manpower which is expensive and the process requires a lot of money to purchase and repair. Leads to increased outflow of foreign exchange to import spare parts hence worsening balance of payments position. Leads to technological unemployment whereby machines replace labor. Leads to regional imbalance since it is mainly applied in urban areas neglecting rural areas. Leads to over-exploitation of resources leading to quick depletion of resources. Promotes income inequality since it is owned by a few people. Leads to moral decay, for example, through internet on computers where people Jewish pornography. 
limitations, obstacles, to technology transfer. Major obstacles slash constraints to technology transfer from developed to developed countries include Political instability. This scares away potential investors discouraging them team installing their machinery and does not provide a conducive environment for technological development. Inadequate funds in the developing, recipient, countries. There are limited funds to purchase and maintain the technology since it requires a lot of money to buy spare parts. This limits technological capacity building. Inappropriateness of the technology being transferred. Most times the technology transferred is irrelevant and unsuitable to conditions prevailing in the developing countries. Prohibition by patent laws in the developed countries. Intellectual property rights in form of patent laws have limited the developing countries from using their technology. Inadequate scientific skills for manning the technology. There is limited skilled manpower to operate and repair the new technology. Conservativeness. Some people are not willing to embrace the new technology, ideas, due to strong religious, cultural and traditional attachment, hence they prefer to stick to their technology they are used to. Poor infrastructure like poor roads which discourage movement of machines. Limited absorptive capacity. When the new technology is introduced it operates at excess capacity leading to wastage. Foreign sabotage. The rich technologically developed countries have sabotaged technological development in developing countries which would subject them to stiff competition and probably make the developed countries lose their market in the developing countries. Protective policies of recipient, developing, countries whereby they restrict importation of technology by imposing high tariffs on capital goods. Limited entrepreneurship skills whereby there are few people with ability and necessary skills to use and manage the modern efficient technology. Ideological differences. This makes difficult to access better technology from some developed countries. The poor education system which is theoretical in nature and inappropriate does not facilitate technological capacity building but instead promotes capacity to consume foreign technologies and their products through the foreign sophisticated tastes it creates. Intermediate technology. Intermediate technology is the method of production that is neither tool backward nor too advanced or a method of production that is between capital-intensive and labor-intensive technology. It thus uses labor and capital in a fair proportion. It is a production technique which lies between the advanced capital-intensive technology and the labor-intensive technology. Therefore, this production technique is midway the capital-intensive and labor-intensive methods of production. For example the use of ox plows in cultivation in some parts of Uganda is an example of intermediate technology. Characteristics of Intermediate Technology It mainly uses locally available resources, raw materials. Production is largely based on the local market, that is, producers sell output the local market. It can easily be adopted to local conditions like the use of ox plows in an area, takes into account the existing climatic conditions in that area. It is cheaper than capital-intensive technology and can be afforded by a fairly big number of producers. It is basically a rural, Based technology. The impact of intermediate technology. Positive impact, merits. Created more employment opportunities to the people. Reduced rural urban migration and its negative evils. Facilitated rural development since it is a rural based technology. Promoted local skills and expertise. Produces according to the local needs of the people and therefore reduce wastage. Redistributed income thereby creating a fairer income distribution. Facilitated exploitation of resources. 
Increase the level of output. Saves the scarce foreign exchange since it uses limited imported inputs. Led to improved quality of output. Led to the development of local technology. Cheaper and easy to adopt. Negative impact, demerits. Involves high costs since the machines are bought to be combined with manual labor that is being hired in a production unit. Gives rise to depletion of resources in the long run. Results into lower productivity, lower output levels than that generated in capital-intensive using production firms. There is a high wage bill incurred by producers. This arises because wages are three-pounded to manual workers and the professional experts in charge of operating and repairing machines. Role of Intermediate Technology in Development Role of Intermediate Technology in Development include the following. Creates employment opportunities by making use of locally available labor force in most segments of production. Helps in fair income distribution as it employs more and is used widely. Encourages exploitation of local resources or raw materials. Reduces foreign dependence on imported inputs and consumer products. Increases productivity of local resources leading to high output thus economic growth. Encourages rural development and transformation as it is mainly rural-based. This controls rural-urban migration. Saves scarce foreign exchanges as limited inputs are imported. Promotes forward and backward linkages with other sectors of the economy hence limited wastage of resources. Promotes local research, innovativeness and creativity. Promotes local entrepreneurship by encouraging risk-taking in the economy and organization of other factors of production. Promotes economic indigenization as it mainly uses local resources. Promotes balanced regional development as it is geographically widespread. Promotes development of local skills most especially where it involves regrading of labor-intensive methods. Limitations of intermediate technology in developing countries. Narrow markets for the locally produced goods. Inadequate supply of skilled manpower. Limited capital to finance research. Foreign sabotage by more developed countries. Conservatism. Limited government support and encouragement. Appropriate technology. An appropriate technology is a production method which is socially and economically suitable for a given economy, society. Or a production method which is in line with development objectives and suits the development level of an economy. And B. The emphasis is on the suitability of the technology e.g. the use of energy-saving cooking stoves, use of solar energy equipment, use of gas for lighting or cooking can be appropriate in one society while in another society it is hydroelectric power which is appropriate as a source of energy. Conditions under which a technology may be regarded as appropriate. In developing countries, technology is said to be appropriate if it satisfies the following conditions. When it suits the social conditions of the economy slash area. When it is economically suitable for the society using it. When it is affordable and readily available to the people who want to use it. When it is suitable for the local surroundings and friendly to the environment in which it is being used. When it leads to employment of the locally available labor. If it uses locally available resources or raw materials. When it is rural-based thus facilitating the establishment of industries in rural areas. When it is suitable for the market it is intended to serve. When its components and maintenance are made and done locally. When it does not require advanced skills that are not available but uses locally available skills. Factors that influence slash affect slash determine the development of appropriate technology. Availability of funds slash capital. Level of skills, education. Level of entrepreneurship.
Level of Innovations and Inventions Degree of External, Foreign Influence Government Influence on Technological Development Market for Technology and Products Made Using That Technology A wider market for goods produced using appropriate technology, increases the use of that technology while a small market for goods leads to a reduction in the use of the technology. Cultural Factors Where cultural beliefs favor appropriate technology, it becomes more developed. However, where cultural beliefs are not in line with this technology, it becomes less developed. Natural factors, for example, topography, soils and drainage. Unfavorable natural factors limit the development of appropriate technology while favorable natural factors stimulate the development of appropriate technology. For example, the use of ox plows as an appropriate technology in some areas is influenced by natural factors. Factors that limit the development of appropriate technology. Limited capital. Unfavorable cultural factors. Negative external influence. Limited skills. Limited government support on technological development. Low level of entrepreneurship. Low level of innovations and inventions. Unfavorable natural factors like poor soils, poor drainage etc. Narrow market for the technology and its products. Oh, 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 oh,